I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. To lift those hands. There's something on, on God doing it again for me. Yeah. I've seen you move. You move the mountain. Hands lifted. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way, God. Where there was no way, and I believe I'll see you do it again. I'll see you do it again. Yeah. I'll see you do it again. I'll see you do it again, God. Father, you've spoken to us before, so speak to us again. Our hearts are ready to receive in this room. Our hands are lifted, God, because we're surrendering to this moment. So speak to us, challenge us, change us by the word of God. We're ready to receive everything that heaven has to release. So on our expectation, release something great. We know you're going to do it. So let me pray. Amen. Do me a favor, put those hands together right there and give God praise.
running in and outside of your mom's house, and she would say, go back outside because you're not going to waste my good air. One of the things we would say is, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never work. That's a lie. Words hurt. Words hurt, but they also heal. Words also help. One of the most creative things we see God do with his words is he creates. Everything that we see that's in front of us, he has created. Even if he has given you the idea to create it, it's really his. We are simply stewards of the word of God. As a matter of fact, our whole life is us stewarding the word of God. Your children are straight from God. Your children, are, they may be crazy, they may be bad. They're, they're your kids. And God gave it to them. Your job is a gift from God. Everything that we have literally started in the mind of God. I'm going somewhere. And out of the mind, his mouth begins to speak. In Genesis, we see God create the entire universe by he says, let there be, and there was. There was no question when God spoke. There was nothing to answer God back because God is all self-sufficient. There wasn't like, hey, God, let there be, and the earth was like, I don't know, maybe. Notice how things respond to the voice of God. When he speaks, he says, let there be, the sun comes. He says, let there be, the moon appears. The oceans appear, the stars appear, the animals appear. And then he says, watch this, he says, I'm going to create man in my image, in my likeness. And what I am, I'm going to put it inside of man, and I'm going to cause man to become a living being. So he, now he tells Adam, hey Adam, guess what? Whatever you decide to name the animals, I'll honor it. Because that's me speaking through you. It's the breath of God. The Ruah, the creative breath of God is speaking. So the most, one of the most powerful tools we have on earth is our words. Now watch this. John tells us that in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among him. We're good with that, but there's a part of that scripture that says, and the darkness could not comprehend. Now I just told you that everything that God spoke responded to him and it obeyed him. No matter what it was, it had no choice to obey him. But here John says, God spoke and what he spoke, the people didn't understand what he said. That, that's a problem. That's for the all-sufficient, all-knowing, all-speaking, all-wise God. He speaks and wisdom comes out of his mouth. How in the world is that God speaks this time and nobody, nothing understands, nothing responds? Where in the world? Can I tell you this? That in order, in order for you to understand the revelation of your life, there has to be comprehension of your life. There has to be this point in your life where you say, God, what am I made for? I am more than just flesh and earth and breath. I am made for a specific purpose, a specific time, a specific thing in the earth. And if I'm going to see the revelation, I have to have understanding. So now understanding becomes important in the body of Christ and to your life. You have to understand why was I created? Why do I think the way I think? Why do I wear what I wear? Why do I hear what I hear? Can I tell you it's the breath of God but the word of God operating in your life already whether you know it or not. You say, well, Cullen, make that make sense. Sure, here's my question. What do you like to do? I'll tell you what I like to do. I'm a creative. When I see, when I see a stage, I see lights and LED walls. When I, Pastor Eric just sees money. When I come to him, hey, hey, this is what I see. He sees money, I see stages. <laughs> he, I see like all type of, but that's the way I'm wired. That's God working on the creative side of me. When I see scripture, it just comes alive to me. It literally is almost, it's laughable, but it's almost like, God, did you really open up the ground in the Old Testament, swallow some people, and then close it back up? That's, that's your Bible. Okay, let's do this. Animals talk at least twice in the Bible. See, y'all like, oh yeah, that's, that's, people walk on, have you ever tried to walk in your swimming pool? Go, 
People walk on water. This is your Bible, and that's the way. That's just the way I'm created. So I kind of have an idea of why I'm created, why I see the way I see. So now my understanding becomes my revelation of my purpose in life. I'm gonna say that again. My understanding becomes my revelation. So can I ask you this? What What are you What are you good at? What are you drawn to? What makes sense in your life? What do you see that other people don't necessarily see in situations? Are you the one with the wisdom? of the family? Are you the one with the wisdom in the friendship? Are you the one that I always call them to solve problems? Can I tell you that that is your revelation to the world? Here's the thing. Everybody, this, this, this looks cool, but this, is, this only happens once a week, maybe twice. There are a whole either six or five days of the world that God needs your help. Ooh, interesting. God needs my help? Yes, he does. We've heard the old saying, Pastor Eric, and I think we do it just, just that God don't need no help. He's God all by himself. That's true. Then why did he create Adam? Why did Adam have an Eve? Why did Jesus need 12 disciples? Because he understood partnership can get a lot of things done quicker than being the Lone Ranger. So, the word of God has to have a partner. We have to agree with what God is saying in the earth in order for the revelation to come. So, John now says, in the beginning was the word. Let's talk about the word, word. That word is logos, and I'm going to give you a simple definition. It means idea or concept or thought. God says, in the beginning, I have this idea, this concept or thought about the word of God over your life. And since I'm a God that's not going to repent, Elder Renita, I'm not going to change my mind, you're going to have to get in line. I'm not moving. This is what I said about you. This is what I've called you to do. And I'm not moving off this point. Hmm. So now comprehension becomes, becomes very important. Watch this. It becomes so important that God says, hey, you know what? Adam, Adam, I love you. I'll do a lot of things, but there's one thing I'm not going to do for you or with you. I'm not going to come down and become intimate with you. So what I will do is I will take what's this is so good. I will take what's inside of you, pull it out of you so it can help you. I'm going to say that again. You got it. I'm going to take what's inside of you. I'm going to pull it out of you so it can help you. Let me make that make sense. To all the creatives, the business people, the people who are thinking about doing ventures, God is saying, take what's on the inside of you, pull it out of you, and it will help you. That's what he does with Adam. He pulls his help from the inside of Adam, which means that the gift is already inside of you. The business is already inside of you. The idea is already inside of you. But here's my question. Will we wait long enough to be in sleep stasis for God to do his work? Notice what God does. He said, hey, Adam, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull it out. But watch this. I'm not going to pull it out while you're awake. I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to put you to sleep. And while you're sleeping, I'm going to work on you. In other words, there's got to be patience in this process. While you are asleep, I'm going to work on you. Let me do what I do. After all, I'm the one that's created you in my image. I've crafted you so I know what your body can do. I know what your mind can do. I know what your business can do. I know what your marriage can do. I know what your family's cause do in the earth. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me process you while you're patient. Let me process you while you're patient. So patient now, patience now becomes a vital part of watching the revelation of God in your life. Come, come, he's pulling it. He has to pull it out. He has to, he has to get it out of you because watch this. If the business stays in you, how do you provide for your family? 
if, if it just stays with the concept idea. Remember, God has an idea, he has a thought. If, if, if he never pulls it out of you, how do you show the world what a healthy marriage can be like with multiple kids and multiple streams of income? If he never pulls it out of you, how do you show the world? How do, you, how do we get the picture of God in the world if we never allow God to put us to sleep, to slow us down in the process, to build the patience in us, to pull it out of us? So that's Adam. And, and then he says, all right, Jesus, you're here now. Hey, I gather 12 disciples. Notice what Jesus does. He goes and gathers 12 people that are already professionals in their field. They are good at what they do. They are amazing at what they do. And he goes and, hey, you know what? Come follow me because what you're doing is good, but I'm going to make it great. He says, come, I will make you fishers of men. They were already fishermen. They already were experts at pulling in fish. But God says, what I want to do is I want to do exceeding abundantly above all. But you got to follow me. Because you know the story. They were out fishing one time, and they cast their nets, didn't catch nothing. She's like, throw your net to the other side. I'm sure, I'm sure as fishermen, because Jesus, Jesus was a carpenter. He's known, he, he messes with wood. He builds chairs and tables and those type of things. These are fishermen. Jesus comes into a territory where they don't think he has the authority. Watch this. They, they come to a territory where they don't think he has the authority, and he says, hey, do something you've never done, but do it at my command. Do something you've never done, but do it at my command. And he says, throw the net to the, to the other side. To the, the opposite side, Lord? Are you sure, Lord? Lord, that is completely opposite of where I am. Are you sure I'm called to the other side? Are you sure I'm called to do that? And God says, at my voice, obey me, and you will have more in your net than you can handle. So the reason, oh, this is good. The reason that your net is empty is because your obedience is empty. Your net is empty because your obedience is empty. At his voice, they throw the net on the other side, and they don't have they don't have room enough to receive. Exceeding abundantly above all, just at the voice, because they decided to partner with the idea of God. That's how powerful the word of God is in the earth. So now, there's a story in the Bible about this woman named Mary. We all know Mary. Um Mary is minding her business, doing her thing, not messing with nobody, nobody. And she gets this memo from heaven. Hey, Mary, I need your help. I need you to allow me to speak to you, overshadow you, and then I need you to give birth to what I put inside of you. Notice the process of God. I need you to allow me to speak to you the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and I need you to do the pushing. I need you to do the legwork. Uh-oh. Faith. You know, faith is something told for everything that I've seen. So we think that we get to sit back and God does it all. That's, that's cool. That's faith in God. But there's a faith of God where you got to do the work yourself. I love the faith in God. We teach them, but the faith of God, God got up and started moving stuff. Hey, like, I need sun here. I need oceans there. He got busy. So he says, hey, Mary. Mary, Mary, yes, you. Yes, I know you're young, but I, I need your help. I need your help to get my idea from heaven to earth. 
Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what to name him. His name will be Jesus. He's going to save the people from their sins. After Mary deals with that, Mary's like, okay, cool. But Mary has a partner in crime. She has a fiance. She's betrothed to Joseph. And Reuben, let's just say your, your, your wife right now, why you were engaged. Hey, babe, I know it's going to sound crazy. Uh, I'm pregnant, and it's the Lord's doing. That's exactly what, yeah, exactly. That's how Joseph was, exactly. Like, huh, what, excuse me? It's the, it's, it's the, what? No, 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 no. And that's what most of us do when other people come and tell us their vision and their ideas. We say, that can't. You can't. No, not, not you. God, really? So Joseph now has to wrestle. Oh, Joseph has to wrestle with the word of God in Mary. You got, Jesus is the literal word of God in Mary. So Joseph has to wrestle with this thing. So the Bible says, an angel comes to Joseph and says, hey, Joseph, okay. This thing that is in Mary is of the Holy Spirit. So watch what the word of God does. It produces a witness to what Mary is called to do. In other words, when you're called to it, you won't have to tell nobody, I'm called to preach, I'm called to pastor, I'm called to dot, 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 dot. No, 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 no. The gift on your life will speak for itself, and it will automatically produce the witness to what you're supposed to do. So to all my people that want to force doors down, don't want to force it, you're going to be fighting a long time. That means you're not patient. You're still awake. God says, go to sleep. Go to, I'll pull it out of you, go to sleep. You're still awake. Go. Quiet down. So now Mary and Joseph have come together and they realize that God has spoken the process. He has spoken. So I receive it. Now it's the work of the Holy Spirit to put it inside of me. Now here comes our part. Mary has to push literally this baby out. She has to carry it for nine months and deal with the agony and the pain of being pregnant and, and all the joys that come with that because there are none. Not in that time. Think about it. She's riding an animal, pregnant, trying to, trying to find some place to birth out what God has given her. And I'm sure the people, she looked crazy. Because you got to remember, her and Joseph haven't been intimate yet. And what Joseph wants to do, rightfully so, is hide her away. Which is what most of us do to our gifts. When God puts something inside of us, we don't believe it's that great, so we want to hide it. We don't believe that God can really be calling us to that, so we walk around pregnant. People can see it. We're uncomfortable, but how are you going to hide it? How are you going to hide the gift? How are you going to hide the call? How you can't? Your, whole, your body's aching. Your bones are tired. And you're walking around waddling, talking about, I ain't pregnant. <laughs> That's how we do the gift of God in our bodies. I'm not pregnant. No, no, I'm not calling you that. Okay. God didn't call me that. Oh, okay. Mary has to carry this thing, and now it's time to give birth. And they're looking for a place to give birth. And the Bible says she gives birth among the animals, in a barn, in a stable. So now, what God has put on the inside of her, she has to push out. God says, "Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll start it, but you're gonna do some work. The faith of God. You're gonna do some work." You're going to get this thing. You're going to push it out. Now, Jesus is born. We will all celebrate that. Mary now has to point number one. 
Mary has to now maintain what God has birthed. She has, Mary has to maintain it. In other words, she has to keep it up. Um, I told first service, and if any mechanics in here, you will agree with this wholeheartedly. Preventative maintenance is the best maintenance. If you put air in your tire after it's already flat, it's come off the car and the wheel is bent and the rim is bent, you've waited too long. If your engine is knocking, if it's smoking, you have waited well past the due date to change the oil in the engine. That's why you do preventative maintenance. Mary has to maintain. She has to prevent things from happening to the word of God. As a mom, let's just talk about it from a natural standpoint. Moms are, you, dad, I thought dads were bad. My mom was a saved, sanctified woman of God. Let me tell you what she told us on her deathbed. She said, don't y'all put no pants on me in my casket. That's how saved she was. <laughs> Old school. Yeah, that's what she, I, I was like, Ma, uh, you be in heaven. You won't even, okay, well, we won't make sure, okay. So, but here's the thing, if you mess with her kids, it was, it was like, you know, that old nature and new nature, how they wrestle, how sensible between the two pillars. I think she would step out of her salvation nature and come back to, to Jackie. Because if you mess with her kids, it was, you, you, what, what doesn't say sanctified and Holy Ghost feel coming from Jacqueline Dolores Reed at that moment? Why? She was preventing things from happening to us because she understood that we were the gift of God to her. So think about Mary now. She has the, word, the literal word of God birthed out of her. It was an honor. Everybody was trying to get this gift, but only Mary got it. She has to birth it. She has to protect it. Fly. Think, think about it. In a barn, you got flies, ants, all types. She has to sit there and protect it. She has to maintain what God has given her because she understands that the gift inside of her, although it came through her, it's for the world. It came through her, but it's for the world. So she has to maintain. She has to protect it. She has to keep it safe. She has to keep, she has to keep the animals and, and the donkey and the horses from stepping on Jesus because she understands this is God's thing. I'm simply a steward, but it belongs to God. She has to, she has to maintain it. And I want to speak to all the people in this room who saying, I ain't called to do nothing. Now that it's out of you, you're saying, well, I'm going to lay it down. I burst it, but I'm going to lay it down. I, I, want, I want to talk to you, to the spiritual heritage in the room. You may not understand it, and God will give you direction, because I talked about the comprehension of the revelation coming, but give birth to it anyway. Remember, at his voice, obey. At, God is not going to do anything outside of his word. So God, if this is God's word in this square, he's not going to go and do anything outside of his word. So you know it's clearly the voice of God, because you could have done it by yourself, number one. Number two, you know it because the people around you have witnessed you with the baby. So don't avoid it because you don't understand it. That's what I'm saying. So Mary has to, make, she has to, she has to coddle Jesus and make sure that he's fed on time. And what am I telling you? When you maintain the word of God, it has to be one of the most precious things that you carry in your life because it's the one thing that will never fade. It's, the word of God has never gone away. So she has to maintain it. But watch this. Number two, she has to mature it. Let's talk about it for a second. Talking about the word of God being mature over your life or the gift of God being mature. Now, Jesus is the son of God. So he's both God and human, which means and we read it in, in the Bible that Jesus grew 
in stature and favor with God and man. Which means Mary now didn't just have to maintain it, she has to feed it. She has to now feed this baby. She has to give it something that will allow it to live. Sustenance. Sustain it. Whatever your it is in this room, I want to encourage you. You're going to have to feed the thing. You, because ultimately God's going to come back and say, hey, um, yeah, I gave you, how many talents did I give you? Okay, great. How, I gave you, okay, uh, why did you bury yours? Mm. Why did you hide yours? Why didn't you feed yours to multiply? That's how important the word of God and the gift of God is to your life. He's going to come back and say, hey, okay, you, you did that well, you did that well. You, okay, but what, what about, remember when I told you to get married, what, what happened? Remember, remember when I told you to get your degree? What, what happened? What, why haven't you started the family yet? What are you afraid of? What could possibly come and attack my word that's stronger than my word? Hmm. He says, so you, you, you've got to mature. You've got to feed this baby. And yes, go watch this. For, new, for moms who have had newborns, you understand that it's feeding like, what, every three hours? Some cry? So it's crying a lot. A newborn baby cries a lot. And can I tell you what? When you get in places and your gift just starts activating, that's your baby crying. That's your baby. Say, hey, okay, feed me. 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 The only reason that I'm on stage is because of, of Bishop Terrell Fletcher. Let me tell you what I came to California to do when we started many, many, many moons ago. I used to count offering. That's how long it's been. So... When I came to California, I told Bishop and Pastor Eric was there. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to come out. I'm going to be your MD. Now, MD in those days meant you sat on the organ and you just played for the service and you make sure the band was cool. I was like, I'm good. I'm, listen, I'm good with that. I can do that all day long. That's what I've always done since I was, I don't know, a wee baby. I've always played. No, man, I, no problem. I, I got that. I, I can maintain that. I can, I can do that. But then Pastor Bishop looks at me and says, hey, dude, there is, there's more in you. You can be a worship leader. I was like, a worship who? He said, no. He said, no. I see it in you. I see it in you, and, and you can do this. I was like, okay. So what he did was, he just let my baby cry. I would get up and worship, and the thing would go off. He, and that was my baby crying. We would have Bible studies, and it would just blow up. He, and, that would, and I was like, okay, God, I got it. So after that, he started just downloading stuff. He was like, hey, okay, that's great. Watch this. But you cannot, you call the priest too. I was like, Lord, okay, now wait. <laughs> Show you what God does. I was like, okay, God, now, okay. I got, worship thing, I feel like I go, I, okay, I got that. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise you. Um, preaching too. He was like, yes, dude, you're preaching. I'll never forget, we had a yes service, youth explosion service many, many years ago. Here, as a matter of fact, what he did was, I'm doing what I'm called to do. I'm on the organ. The church is going crazy. They dancing, shouting. He stops everything and says, Lou, God says for you to come where you belong. And he comes to the organ at the time. This stage wasn't here. It was all flat. He comes to the organ and he yanks me in the pulpit. He yanks me in the pulpit. And now here I am many years later doing what God has called me to do, watch this, because one person was a witness and decided to say, all right, I see it on you. And it's crying. And if you don't feed it, you're going to get in trouble with God. 
got to feed the word of God of your life. And I, again, I don't know what your, it is. I'm still in the process of learning what mine is, so I get it, singing, preaching. Now there's another one on top of that. And I'm like, God, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I was good at those two. But I'll tell you what, what, what God is doing. Once he finds out that you will honestly, honestly be faithful over the few, he will make you ruler over the many. I know y'all think about people. I'm talking about gifts. I'm talking about being multifaceted, not just one stream of income. But do you know the Garden of Eden had at least three rivers in it? I'm talking about multiple streams. So God now says, all right, worship leader, check. Preaching, check. Okay, now you got a pastor. All right, now that is, but again, because I, God, I'm, I'm honest. I'm, I'm, I don't want to do it. Even though everybody's like, hey, dude, you know you called to be a pastor. Like this lady at another church sent me a message a month ago, didn't have an idea what was happening in my life. She's like, hey, you know you called a pastor, right? I was like, <laughs> sure, I guess. I, really, look, this is what we're doing? Now we're speaking to outside people to encourage me to confirm what you said on the inside of me? That's exactly what I'm here to do. I'm here to speak to you to confirm what God is saying on the inside of you. You can do it, but you got to feed it. You have to allow it to mature. I'm sure Mary, as, as most mothers, Jesus, you got, I, know, I know, he's holy, but he was still a baby. So I could see Jesus in the stable running around trying to pet the, the donkey and the horses. And Mary's like, hey, Jesus, no, 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 not yet. Hey, Joseph, help me. Jesus, no, what are you doing? You, no, what do you, no, because you're not mature enough yet to handle what you're trying to touch. You're, you're not, you're not a, gee, Joseph, can you help me out? Can you get your son? It ain't mine. Yes, it is. You heard the Holy Spirit say, get your son. You know how we are. Get, get, get your son. Jesus, what do you come on back over here, boy? You, she had to, she had to, uh, she had to mature it. She, she had to, she had to help it grow. She had to help, help it become who it was supposed to become. Because if she didn't, she won't get in trouble with Joseph. God is the one that gave it to her. God would have asked her for, hey, I remember what I said, and the angel said, and I told Joseph, you don't have any excuse. You can't at this present point. You couldn't even lie if you wanted to. You had the angel tell you, God told Mary, and Joseph confirmed it with Mary. What am I saying? There are at least three or four people that are going to confirm what you're called to do. God is always going to send a witness to his gift in your life. So you have to mature it. But after you mature it, lastly, and this is where we're going to land, you got to locate it. Now, this is the interesting part about the word of God, because he's not changing. His word's never changing. So if, if you know, the old saying is, if God's not there, you move. And I get that. But in this case, that may be actually true. I've got to find out where the word of God is in my life so that I can produce what God called me to produce. Let's go back to the scripture. Let's read it again. I want you to see something very, very interesting. Luke 2, 41. Every year, Jesus' parents, they went to Jerusalem um, for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, how many years old was he? So that means for 12 years, Mary has had the word of God, the presence of God in her life. She knows what it feels like. This is good. She knows what it sounds like. She knows when it cries. She knows how to feed it. She knows how to maintain it. She knows how to mature it. But the Bible says they go to the, they go to the feast of the Passover, and they start, after they get done with their stuff, they, Mary and Joseph like, all right, I'm on my way home. We're good. We're good to go. And along their life's journey, they look up and find out Jesus is not beside them. And that's who I come to preach to today. 
the people who are looking and saying, hey, I've been in this thing a long time and I'm at a place where I don't really sense or see or feel or hear Jesus like I used to. Like he, his voice used to be a little bit closer to me. That prayer moment used to be a little bit closer to me, but now I'm over here and I don't, I don't, I don't see Jesus. I don't, have you seen Jesus? Mary, I, my, as a parent, uh, uh, they start off with a day. She's like, oh, they realize day one, like, hey, uh, that gift that God gave me is not here with us. Where you seen Jesus? Uh, Mary, get your son. I told you, where, where's Jesus? Where's what do you mean you don't know where he is? Well, where did we go last? I, Joseph, I, I thought you had him. And the Bible says that they both thought he was amongst the relatives and the people. So they have to turn back and, and, and go back and locate. They have, to, they have to go back and find the word of God. They have to go back and find the gift of God. They have to go back and research again and say, yo, um, uh, Lord, could you imagine if the Lord would have asked for an account at that moment? Huh, uh, 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 Mary, Joseph, hey, good, how you doing? Uh, is Jesus with y'all? I'm up here, I'm up here, and, and what I sent to help you, and what I pulled out of you to help you to become a blessing to the nations is no longer with you. Where is the gift that I gave you? Where's the help that, what? Uh, what do you mean divorce? That's not what I told you. What do you mean bankruptcy? That That's, that's not, the, that's not what I gave you. What do you mean you're not going to have the kids? That, that's not the instruction that I gave you. What do you mean you don't want to start the business? Do you understand who I am and what I can do if you obey me? That's not the, that's not the instructions that I gave you. So God, what in all his grace and mercy and his power, he doesn't say anything. He's in heaven like, okay, I'm going to show you going to work this out. They do something very interesting, Sierra. They decide to turn around. Somebody say turn around. They decide to turn around and now 